Hello listeners and fellow Game Pass fans. Get yourself set and ready for your favourite unofficial Game Pass podcast, Game Pass News. So I'll hand you over to Nick and Sean and get the show started. Welcome to Game Pass News, recorded live Thursday, December 29th, 2022. The last one of these things for this year. I'm Nick Tendo, one half of the awesome GPN crew, Mr. Sean Abbott, the man with the IKEA plan from across the pond. He's the other half. Today, we look back at 2022, peek forward to 2023, and give you 10 games you should definitely at least try. On Game Pass from this last year, you better sit down, buckle up, because Game Pass news is one crazy ride. Oh, Mr. Sean Abbott, the guest, the theme song game is back. I only missed one week. So, uh, I, I don't know that you played this game... Um, well, first off, do you have any ideas? I have no ideas at all. Okay, it seemed of... quite upbeat, so uh-huh. I'm assuming it's some kind of platformery style game. Uh huh. Okay, so I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you a little. Whoops, whoops, whoa, calm that down. Um, I'm gonna give you a little hint. Uh, it is on the top ten list that I created. That, that's more than a little hint. That's pretty. That's gonna narrow it down. We we got about five games on there that are the same. So, uh, nope, nope. So, see, when nobody saves the world, I'll slam on you too. I'm going to go with nobody saves the world. You are correct. Good job. It's nobody saves the world. <laughs> yeah. When I when I started, when I downloaded, I was like, Sean's played that. He knows it. And then I started thinking about it. Like, you know, people said he wasn't really that into it. What, what was the, uh, let me shut this off. What was your... I can't remember. Like, did you not like the game? Did you try it? I can't remember what happened. I, I didn't even try it. I, okay. I just think at the time when it came out, I'm going to very quickly look at the list now. But I think at the time when it came out, there were other things out that I was like, uh, I just. Other things caught your eye, sure. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not having to go back to where it was. Yeah, it was pretty. Which you can't find. It was pretty early. Pretty early it might... in the year. Yeah, it might have been before we started to keep track um, on the Excel sheet, to be honest. So, or on the Google form sheet or whatever the heck that sheet's called. So, the um, sheet. Yeah, yeah, the sheet. <laughs> Who gives a sheet about that? Um, so, yeah, it was pretty early on. Could have been a lot of different things. But, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it certainly had uh, its own drawbacks, but it was fun. It was funny. It was certainly upbeat as the music kind of portrays, and uh, it w- it was a different a different kind of game. Just overall, the game mechanics were different than than a lot of others. So, a little grindy at points, though. That would be my only complaint. So, um, but yeah, so that is our our theme song of the week. Uh, Christmas is over. Santa has come. Santa has gone. We've ripped open all the all the presents. Got all of our things, except for maybe some some stray stray opening with friends or whatever. So, Sean, tell me what what was your Christmas haul, sir? What did you get? So Video game, got, anything? Let me know. I, I did. I got Mario Rabbids and I got Sonic Frontiers Frontier, mm-hmm. which I haven't got around to playing Sonic yet. Um, just because. 
like kind of got Christmas was we did Christmas Day and then like had family around and then Boxing Day we went yeah. we went to Whitby, um, like the home of Dracula. Oh, we went okay. and watched loads of idiots run into the sea at like ten o'clock in the morning at minus one, which was crazy. Um, we've got uh, Lindsay's grandmother's ashes are spread um, up near the Abbey, so we go. We tend to try and go every Boxing Day and you know, say hi and. Have, gotcha. have a walk around the church and stuff like that. Um, and then the day after Boxing Day, I was at work. So I kind of haven't had any time with the Xbox really over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Sonic Frontiers, uh, not Sonic Frontiers, a lot of Mario Rabbids and been very much enjoying it. Gotcha. Um, other things that I got, um, the usual links, collections from people. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my Blink-182 tickets because I'm off to go see them in October Ooh, next nice. year. nice. Um, now, does the wifey go with you on that? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. definitely she's a big fan as well. Is she? So, cool. Um, so you guys got some like fun uh, because you got her Lizzo tickets not too long ago. Blink, so you got some fun things to go to. That'll be cool. Yeah, she's we've we've got quite a lot actually. Like live music wise, it's pretty action packed for Lindsay this year. She's off to see Lizzo, uh, Jamie TW. She's off to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show live. Nice. Uh, Blink with me. Cool. We've got. Hot Wheels Monster Trucks in two weeks' time with Logan. Oh, man, Christmas. gonna love that. So we we quite a bit, um, and then I got the the other thing that I got, which is going to sound really weird. I got a ninety minute session in a sensory deprivation tank. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I, so is this just to challenge yourself? Because I've heard like like this is what I believe like Secret Service people do, or like you know like. Like our military goes through to make sure that they're they can handle like mental stress. Like I've heard this can be pretty tough. Like, what's the point in this? Like, um, I, it just sounds so appealing to me. I mean, does it? Like, okay. I work in a no- I work in a noisy environment. Sure. I have three kids. Um, always busy doing stuff. I'm either like like either in the gym, out running errands, looking after the kids, or then I'm at work where it's just busy. It's nonstop on like radio calls. And there's just the constant hum of everything running. I don't very, I very, very much don't have time, have much time for silence. So I want to get in this thing, and it's like it's meant to be a body temperature. It's got loads of Epsom salts in, so you float. They close the lid, and like you can either have it lights off or lights on, and they can like play relaxing music. But I am literally going to get in there, lights off, just float, and be left alone in silence for an hour and a half and i'm gonna enjoy that i i can't wait dude you're gonna have to tell me how you feel after this like like i want i want to know more after you do this a hundred percent i want to know like like what what i don't know what what do you think about for 90 minutes when you got no sensory whatsoever like this is so intriguing to me uh yeah i can't i can't wait so what are you doing this i want to know what are you doing it so so some people say like they start to see colors just like really big like they basically you have very vivid um visions like you because obviously you can't tell if your eyes are open or closed you can't tell like there's no pr- concept of time so you you basically just go into your subconscious and whatever comes out comes out so I'm kind of hoping that there'll be some obviously relief for stress and mm-hmm. then just I don't know see see what comes of it yeah. <laughs> it's always like People say like there's that there's the there's the room 
on like somebody's created a room that's like got the it's the most silent room in the world which measures at something like minus 15 decibels and people say like they can't do more than an hour in there because you start to be able to hear your own blood running around your body and it's like that's the kind of stuff i've heard like like that special forces has to go through this because it's like it can like it's a it can be a mental stressor so that's kind of why i was like immediately like my interest was peaked on how no. it was going to help you. Sen- sen- sensory deprivation is different. It just you, there's you, you, there's no there's no sound, but it's not soundless. Okay. So obviously, there's the sound of you moving in the water, but okay. the water is at right. the same temperature as your body, and because you can float in it, you feel weightless. And then you take away like your sound and your vision, and you're kind of left with just yourself. But it's not like to the point of minus fifteen decibels where like you know you can hear your own blood flowing. But that mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested in giving that a go because it's like, yeah, yeah it's easy enough to sit there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would give it a shot. I don't wouldn't I wouldn't sit here and tout that I would last very long. I might freak out right away. Who knows? But um, but yeah, I, I'll be interested when you do it to see uh, to see how, what you thought of it or like if you're like oh, I'm doing I'm gonna do that again or or whatever. So that's that's interesting. I don't even know if we have anything like that around here. I'm I'm, I'm kind of interested just to search to see if there is something like that around. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, and then the the last thing I got um, was, I don't know if you remember the board game growing up called Mousetrap. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never had that as a kid, and I always wanted it. It was always on my list, and I never got it as a kid. Uh, so <laughs> Lindsay's bought me Mousetrap to play. I don't know that I ever played it as a kid either, but that is, uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Also, did, didn't did you so. get a camera for your Christmas? Or was it not for Christmas? Uh, oh, I got this this the the new webcam was for my birthday. Oh, for your birthday. Okay, that's it. Because I just it, it only hit me because I saw it like I saw it like readjust, and I was like, oh wait, he got that too. So so yeah. Yeah, that, that's the issue with having but a birthday eight days before Christmas. Everything yeah. tends to overlap. So. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we, that was it. It was. Go ahead, sir. Small haul, but yeah. a small haul, but I had quite a bit like for my birthday. So this kind of happens. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I um I got a few like I got a I got a bunch of stuff, but uh, but I got a few like gaming related things. Have you ever put something on your list and then totally forgot you put it on your like Amazon list? Like I don't look at my Amazon list all that often, like eh, really <laughs> hardly at all. And so like we we unwrapped gifts with friends, and all of a sudden I got the Halo cookbook, <laughs> and I remember I don't even know if it was on a podcast. Or if it was just you and me talking and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And we're going to, and I could do like a fun, like podcast session. And then I looked it up and it was like 30 bucks. And I was like, eh, I'll just throw it on my list and see if anybody buys it. Anybody buys it for me for, you know, upcoming Christmas or birthdays or whatever, you know, I don't even remember when I put it on there, to be honest. And, and so then all of a sudden, like, I'm, I feel this thing. I'm like, oh, I got a, it's a book. It's definitely a book, which is weird. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't normally like, I don't normally do books um and so i like open it up and i'm like oh my gosh i totally forgot this was on my list this is awesome and so i got really i got really excited and so my my daughter and i had a daughter dad day yesterday and we made scones and they are really good chocolate chip scones now to be fair all this halo food is really just food from the world um all made from scratch, by the way. So that's kind of fun. Um, but it's just food from the world that it's like, this was like, this was like some, they said something about like, you can get scones all over the galaxy, but Havati 
good win. I probably just totally slaughtered that, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the Halo fans out there. But um, makes the best. And so, and then you just, like, it gives you the recipe for a scone. It's a really good scone, though. Um, we made a double batch, so we've been giving them out to people to try. And, and Ariel was really excited to, to be a part of it because she loves to bake with me. And so, it was fun. And then, and then I got, oh my gosh, this thing is so big. I did not realize how big this thing was. I got the Thrustmaster. Now listen, listen, if you're on a podcast and you're like, what the hell did you get? Like, what, the Thighmaster? Like, what, like what, what is he talking about? It is a flight stick um, that can be used with uh, Microsoft Flight Sim. It's compatible with the Xbox or my PC. Um, and it can also uh, be used for flight squadrons, apparently. Uh, no, Star Wars squadrons. Um, so says Sam. So I want to try that out. Um, I'm not going to lie. The kids have been like, build this, do that, play this game with me, do this, dad. So I have not tried this at all. Like, not even once. <laughs> I can't wait to do it, but um, no time. No time whatsoever. So so got got that. That was pretty fun. I didn't expect that I, that was going to be something that I got. So it was cool. Awesome little, awesome little surprise. Awesome big surprise, really. Um, and then, uh, I got like a beginner drone because I want to see if it's something I want to get into. So a very, a very like bottom level drone. And so, uh, haven't got it out yet though. Cause it's been very cold here and windy. So both things don't do well for drones. <laughs> so yeah, I used that was to, my Christmas I, I once, I once made a racing drone. Me and my dad made a racing drone each. Sweet. Um, so we, we could fly FPV, had a little area, <laughs> and Nick's now eating his scones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, had a little mm-hmm. mount, mountable, a mountable area for a GoPro, so you could film the flight as well. Oh, that's um, awesome. So I've made I've made racing drones before. My dad's got the DJI Phantom 4, which is like the really big thing okay. with the whole gimbal underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, he, as, to, to my knowledge, he still, oh, still has the fastest airspeed record. For the DJI Phantom Far as well. That's that's amazing. Yeah. We've been podcasting for so long, and it's like no matter what we do, there's always something. I'm like, well, did you know? And you're like, what? No, you did not. And I'm like, yeah. I was always learning something new about each other. It's great. By the way, I want to say hi to AcidTK03. He said he's stopping by. Has been a while. He's excited to listen to the podcast tomorrow. We appreciate you listening, participating, all that stuff, AcidTK. Um, his his Christmas gift as well from his friend is... The, the Smash Bros. Mewtwo Amiibo, those are pretty rare finds. So, uh, yeah. well done to your friend, and congratulations on your grift. Grift? Man. Gift. <laughs> on the grift. Way to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the Duke has one of the DJIs. I don't think it's that. I don't think it, I think it's a lower tier one. So that kind of got me interested in it. Plus, I want to use it for what I do with our builds so that I can kind of, so if I, not this particular one, but if I like it and I get into it, I can buy a, a a little higher tier one and kind of um, photo our builds from the sky. It'd be fun, so and helpful. Yeah, they, I mean, as well for the resume videos and stuff like that. If you for the websites and things like that, doing the flying around the the, the lot as it's being built with yeah. nice music tends to make a really good advertisement. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. So all that stuff would be really fun, and then just to goof around with. So there's all that. There's a bunch of rules with it, though. Like, man, like I started to read about, like, you can't go this high, you can't do that, you got to be this. But I was like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, can't fly. I think it's you can't fly above 400 feet or 500 feet, something like that. You can't fly within 50 meters of a residential building or private land. 
there's like yeah there's like you can pay for a license um basically it's just an online course but i think it's quite an expensive thing to pay for i think it's like well, over here it was like 1500 pounds so yikes man yeah so it's it's the only thing that put me off using it for the wedding photography because a lot of people like the drone footage for mm-hmm. wedding mm-hmm. photography um but yeah it's just paying for the license it's we don't do enough of it to to warrant me buying the license so yeah yeah i i'm i'm sure um yeah from what i was reading i could use it as long for what i want to use it for as long as i don't sell it as long as i don't sell the footage like i don't try to make money yeah. off of it I, I can use it for advertisements for what i'm doing i just it can't be like oh i'll do that for you and then i'll sell you the footage for this amount of money so anyways that's uh that's drone 101 podcast uh feel free to <laughs> the next yeah let's not drone on about that oh that was so good what a great dad joke i love it uh new year's coming up man what's your plans what's your traditions what are you doing um i'm at work and so for those in the uk that listen i will be at work providing your electricity for new year so you know make put all the lights on put all the ovens on make as much use as much electricity as possible it keeps me busy it'll make the night go past um but yeah that's it i think Lindsay's potentially having her mom and sister around with the kids and stuff and they're all going to crush here but yeah it's just one of those unfortunate things of being a shift worker i'm i'm at work yeah yeah that is a bummer how about you we're gonna have some friends over um and just play some games, have some fun. By the way, I got Oregon Trail for Christmas as well. That game. For any of you who loved, I don't know. Do you know Oregon? Did you ever play the game Oregon yeah, Trail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played the, the digital version. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's where it came comes from. I mean, literally, like when you lay down a trail card, it says press spacebar to continue and, or no, press spacebar and grab a calamity card. So yeah, it's got the digital look of the game and everything. I mean, it, they did they did a really good job. Um and uh it's it's so much fun you just you know you're laying these trail cards you're playing you might pick one up be like roll a two to ford the river but or roll like roll roll to see if you can ford the river if you roll a two you die you drowned you know and uh i've died of a dysentery i've died of a snake bite uh we we've played it three times we did make it to oregon this last time so that was that was cool but uh yeah it's so much fun you put all the trail you put all the members that are playing on on this card and then when you flip the card over you erase that when they die you erase them and you put them on a tombstone on the backside. it's a ton of fun like it was just like they did so they did such a good job like capturing that game as it as it as you played it so uh so we're gonna so i bring that i i thought of that because we're gonna be playing some games and just having some fun doing that i will miss you because in years past we have spent um new years together on animal crossing damn yeah so <laughs> I am gonna be. T- I am gonna be taking the the meta with me. The meta quest. Um, the guys have kind of requested that I could bring that in. Uh, we're gonna try and play play some games while we're at work. If it's not too busy, uh, we'll probably get something to eat as well. So it's not to say I'm at work, but it doesn't sound. It's not that bad because the guys that I work with are like a great, really good bunch of people to work with. Um, and we'll probably end up messing about, doing that, have a laugh. Um, but obviously, keep everything serious and safe. So, mm-hmm. just in case people are listening. <laughs> so, stay off the electronics, you UK people. Just stay off, so Sean can play his freaking MetaQuest. Okay, don't don't use any electric all New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. So that is uh, and as that's... for traditions. Oh yeah, go as, ahead. Like, if going forward for traditions, I do want to try and 
do pick up where you left off with the completing games because I feel like I pick up a lot of games in the whole buffet of Game Pass and then end up finishing them. So I kind of want to start doing that. If I pick up a game, I'm going to try and either pick up games that I'm very, very interested in. Or if I pick up a game and I'm not as interested in it as a copy, force myself to play through it. So, uh, By the way, I just checked because I couldn't, I couldn't remember. 43 games, and I don't foresee me getting through any more in the next uh, one day. Uh, um, 43, 43 games in 2022 I'd be, I'm very, I, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not sitting here like, I am just really proud that I was able to do that. I went from, four, I went from probably like beating seven games where, as I've said before, I walked away from Game Pass, not walked away, but I walked away from that year with Game Pass being like, nah, man, I don't feel super like, I don't feel like I did what I wanted to do as a gamer. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I've done anything. And so that's when I kind of took took it on this year, being like, I want to be, I want to beat games, I want to see games through. And so, yeah, and they're not I mean, all those were if, Game Pass if, games, but all together, forty three games. I mean, if you look at the stuff that you got from True Achievements, you you played fifty, was it fifty four games, and forty nine of them were Game Pass games. So if you want to go on completion rate of games that you played with Game Pass, it's pretty good. So some of those are Nintendo games, though. So. So, yeah, but but either way, um, I have, yeah, I enjoyed it. I got the whole, and I enjoyed doing the list, too. Being able to look back on my list and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I totally forgot. I probably beat more than six games in 2021. I just didn't remember. I didn't write it down. You know, I didn't put it anywhere, so I didn't know. But it was great to go back and look and be like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that I beat that game this year. That's great. Like Breath of the Wild. I was like, oh, yeah, I beat that game this year. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah, finally, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, there you go. All right. I'm also hoping that I'm also hoping that the dads after that do the chubby's bracket in the new year as well because you know I need I need somebody to come. I, I found it easier to lose the weight while competing. Oh yeah, I'm sitting here eating a scone. I need it too. I'm sitting here <laughs> podcasting with you eating a scone. I'm in for the chubby's hey, bracket. I, don't worry. I had two two giant pieces of uh, Yorkshire brack before we started, so I wouldn't worry about it. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, on to the top stories. All right, this week, this week, no, 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 sorry, we're just going to have to rewind, and we're going to have to add events. No, no, sorry. One we'll, of the top we'll, stories we'll is events. back to those. Oh, okay, you want to do it that way? Fine. Okay, fine. We can do it that way. Yeah. Man, why do I suck at getting to the events, Sean? Every week, <laughs> I suck. Oh, my gosh. Dang, it's bummer. Okay, anyways, um, we had, uh, well, somebody just kind of asked a question, Tech Mike. Tech Mike said, hey, he's he's uh, been a Nintendo guy all his life, and he's now got a Series S. Wanted to know what games to play. This isn't um, on Game Pass. So we thought we would give our top 10, we're going to call them must-tries. These aren't mu- must-plays. We all got our own, our own thoughts on what games you should try. But we think you should try these games. Like, uh, you know, you might like them, you might not. Maybe we have the same taste, maybe we don't. Um, but top 10 must-tries from Game Pass in 2022. So these games may have came out in 2021 or, or even longer ago than that, but they are new to Game Pass as of this year. So, Sean, why don't why don't you start us off? Yeah, so it's, this is in no particular order for both of us. It's just kind of like 10 games that we can, as we, as we were chatting before we started and like what we came off the top of his head. But for me there at the top is Tunic, 
Um, if you like Zelda games, if you like puzzle games, um, I mean, coming from a, if you're a Nintendo guy coming to, to Xbox, this is probably one of the first games you should pick up and try because it's going to have all that Nintendo feel, but with, you know, the, the graphical enhancement of your Series S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is also on my list. Um, I would say, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. If you're a Nintendo fan, then this is a definite must play. It comes with hard bosses and harder puzzles, in my opinion. Um, Sean <laughs> did it all on his own and didn't do a, and didn't look up a thing. Um, I looked up everything, just the opposite of Sean. And uh, but we we both finished it and had a uh, had our had our own fun in our own way doing it. So yeah, definite. Definitely. Yeah, my involved my involved lots of pieces of paper and lots of rubbing out. So mm-hmm, for sure. Um the next one on my list, um Disney Dreamlight Valley. Listen, I've put this is the game I've put the most hours into. Uh you're gonna know right away like if this might be for you. It, it, you're gonna know if it's like this is a must try for you or must not. I mean it's it's an Animal Crossing like. Um as an Animal Crossing fan, I would say Animal uh, Nintendo needs to be looking at what Disney's doing here. Um, they keep bringing out updates. They keep listening to their to their fan base. They keep changing what they want to see. It's not always pretty. Sometimes they need to do updates to make stuff work. But man, they are they are upfront with what doesn't work, and they are quick to patch, and they are ready to change things that that the player base wants to see change i i i have loved what they've done with this game and continue to enjoy my time with it so yep uh, I, I mean I, I enjoyed what i played of it and then i ran into a what i thought was a big issue in terms of one of the and i never got back to it um and i probably won't now because i've got two games to play and a lot of Warzone to get through so um, the next one on my list is Forza Horizon 5. Um, it's a great entry-level racing simulator. You can make it as difficult as you want or as easy as you want. You can make it very arcade where it gives you all the braking lines, all the um, course guidance that you want. You can raise and lower the, the difficulty of the AI and things like that. And you can also race against the ghosts of me and Nick. So mm-hmm. that's always fun. Yeah. Um the hot You'll wheels beat my ghost real easy. Don't worry. That'd be easy. Easy for you. <laughs> the Hot Wheels event that they launched, which was free DLC with the game, is fantastic fun. Uh, if you're a big Hot Wheels fan, there's a lot of nostalgia in that and the fact that you can race around in the sky on Hot Wheel tracks. Um is just it's great fun. And they are constantly adding more and more content to it. Like I think over the festive period they gave away a Lamborghini. Um just for free. So Yep. I, I'm not a racer, so I, I don't play this that much, but as racing games go, I have a lot of fun when I do play it. So, And the Hot Wheels stuff, I really want to show Noah. I just keep not having time to do it. So, Oh, my turn. Sorry. My bad. Um, for both of us, or for me, High on Life uh, just came out. Um, I actually have not beat it yet. I'm about probably halfway through, a little bit more, maybe. Um... And it's just it's just a unique take on a first person shooter, to be honest with the it's like a comedic first person shooter. It's fun. I enjoy it. It's 
everything I thought it would be. I don't know. That seems to not be the take on the internet or uh, with critics a lot of places. But for me, it was everything I thought it would be. And I have enjoyed my time with it. My only, I don't even know if this is fair to say complaint. My only complaint would be that the, the like the incessant, the continual cursing sometimes gets even to me. And I, I don't have a problem with cursing in games, but it's just like, it's a lot. And so definitely for me is not a game that I would play around my kiddos. But uh, other than that, it's funny. It's fun. The story's always hilarious. Uh, it looks it looks great. Uh, plays well. Mechanics work fine for me. So love it. Yep. Uh, that's on my list as well. Um, but the next one for me is Bug Snacks. And I think this is on your list as well. Yeah. But this, again, was a completely different take on... Um, a, a game genre that we'd never seen before. Um, hilarious comedy in it. It does get a little bit dark in places. Um, so it's not just the, <laughs> it's not, yeah, just, it's not a hundred percent safe for kiddos, but um, yeah, it's good fun. It's got the whole, it's got like the, a little bit of the crafting element in it that you can design your own house from the outside, but it's got a lot of fetch and carry quests. Um, mm-hmm. You can alter the way that people look in it as well by feeding them different book snacks. Um, just a great game, very fun to play. Got a mm-hmm. platform element to it as well as puzzle elements. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you said it all. I'm good. Um, next one for me is our theme music. By the way, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you too, Hambone Johnny. Thanks for hopping in. We appreciate you. Uh, hope you have a good one. Can't wait to hang out with him next Friday. I believe it is for the Fantasy Critic. Um, I think we're both going to be there. Um, well, I don't know about you. You might have to set up your lineup because it'll be like three in the morning for you uh, when you'll be drafting for, for, for the dad's fantasy critic. But, um, but anyways, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, man. Um, the next one for me is Nobody Saves the World, our theme music. Uh, that game just had an innovative game mechanic, fun music to me, great art style, uh, a pretty good story. And so it's, it sticks, it sticks out as, as one of my, as one of my fave games on on game pass that I played in 2022. Yeah, sorry, I've just found <laughs> where we've been built. Well, Logan and Lindsay have been building Lego. I just found, I keep finding little random blocks on the floor. Oh, just don't to pick just don't step or sit on them, man. Man, death. Box. Was, this one was a tiny little flame for a candle. Oh, so it wasn't nice. wouldn't be too bad. Nice. Um, <clears throat> next on the list for me is Somerville. Um, if you've ever played Limbo or. Um, what was the other? Inside. If you've ever played those on mobile or even I think they're available on the Switch. Um, Somerville, you'll enjoy it. Um, John did a really good job of describing it uh, in the Xbox series that he's done. It's very much a, an interesting take on the two, like the 3D side-scrolling side game where there's a bit more of an element that you can move around a bit more. It's a bit more colourful than previous games. Uh, the puzzles are fairly simple. Um Lots of different weird achievements to achieve on that as well. If you uh, if you're interested in in going after that and joining us in the achievement hunters, um, but yeah, that's a good game to play. It's been one of my favorites this year. So nice. Uh, next on my list is Slime Rancher Two. I didn't get that? Could you try? I can't. Okay, sorry. One more time. Sorry. Uh, Slime Rancher Two. Did you, did you get? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh... <laughs> It's it's better than my my alarm going off. Trust me, uh, that alarm is is no longer on the phone, and I'm I'm kind of glad about that. So we're good. Um, uh, slime Slime Rancher Two. I did not 
I did not play a lot of it. It's not because I didn't love it. I talked about this on the podcast. I felt like if you have played one as I did, as long as I did, um, then two didn't iterate enough on its deal. But if you have not played Slime Rancher, just jump straight to two because there's a lot of quality of life changes in that game that are great from one to two. And it it's a ton of fun. So Slime Rancher 2, um, play it. Yep. Um, th this is another one that's on both our lists, so you will realize um, as we get to the end that we haven't covered quite 20 games because we've got a couple of overlaps. Uh, but Tinykin, the uh, the better version of Pikmin. Uh, basically, yeah, if, you've, if you've ever enjoyed a Pikmin game, this is just an easier go-to, must try. Um, I mean, it's been held in high regard by the, the God and Lord Savior of uh, Game Pass, Phil Spencer, but it's one of the games that he really enjoyed. Um, it's just it's got all the similar game mechanics to Pikmin. Um, really cool art style. Apart from it's got the ease of use where it automatically selects the the tiny kin that you need for the task, rather than you having to bunch everybody together, try not getting the wrong person in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, mm -hmm. yep, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, next one, uh, one of it's it's the only Xbox Studios game on our list. Uh, as dusk falls. Um, uh, by the way, we could have, we could have cheated and put Grounded on there because, uh, I think that game's amazing, but technically it's been out for so long. Technically it released this year, but it's been in early access for like a year and a half. Uh, and so As Does Falls, a narrative game, uh, kind of a choose your own adventure path, uh, well-written story, a lot of, lot of good different, uh, arcs to take uh sean has sean has taken more of i've played it only once sean has played it a couple times i believe haven't you gone through it a couple different times yep yeah so good game anything else on that one sean um it's also it's also really good as well if because you know you have access to game pass that if you want to get it on your mobile device or tablet mm. it's, it plays really really well on there with touch screen so if it's one that you know you struggle you think you're going to struggle to play uh, via your actual console pick it up um through the cloud if you have trouble setting that up, get in touch with us because we will help you because it can be quite convoluted sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fairly very fairly fairly good to play on the uh, the old handheld. And the next one on my list, which might not be to everyone's taste, but I I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the stealth um, aspect of it. Is Sniper Elite Five? Um, you know. I don't know if you've ever seen any, but for, for you and your time, if you've never seen anything of this, this is very much a, a stealth creeping, a bit like Assassin's Creed and Hitman, but it's all based around World War II um, and fight an American man hiding as a sniper to fight the Nazis. Um, it can be quite graphic, but you can tone that graphic down. So every time you, you take a shot, and if, if it's a kill shot with a sniper rifle, um, it kind of gives you the whole X-ray version of it going through the body and things that you can turn off and turn the graphics down, or the the gore level down if you wanted to. Um, but it's just a fun game. Um, it's, it's one of the AAA style games that's on there, so very good to try. Nice. Um, this game is the only game on this list that I I have not finished, uh, and that is uh, Plague Tale, uh, the new one that came out. Um, uh, but I loved one. I've played about three hours of this one. I just need to get back into it. 
and uh, really sink into the story. But uh, Plague Tale is a is a great series, and I have in no doubt that it belongs on this list from just the three hours that I've played. Yep. Um, I'd maybe do a little bit of reading or go back to previous episodes of ours uh, where you talked about it, um, just because the continuation from the second one from the first one is very much like as the first one ends, the second one starts. Um, yeah. yeah so that... there's, there's a little bit of learning to do about the story because I, as much as I, we sit here and talk about it, not everything had sunk in about, oh, I didn't remember everything that you said about it. So mm-hmm. when stuff started happening in the second one, I was like, well, why is he got black stuff all over his face? So. Mm-hmm. It It is very true. This is one of those games that is probably not going to be great to pick up on the second one unlike just just the opposite of slime rancher where it was like skip one go straight to two you know because there, there there's not that continue continue continuation of story this one has that that exact thing so if you can if you can find a good deal on one do that first and then come back to to two i'm, I'm a little peeved that they took one off of the uh off of game pass to be honest right when two came out um yeah i just I just wish they they wouldn't have done that, but I'm sure it was a sales move, right? I'm sure that played. A, I'm sure it was a business move at some level to be able to to be like, well, if you want to play the first one, you're gonna have to pay for it now. So yeah, which for me, I think it was a bit of a jerk decision. <laughs> a jerk decision because yeah, I'm less likely to play the second one to fruition because I couldn't play the first one. So. No, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I squeaked it in. I literally was breaking down playtime by the <laughs> yeah. days that I had left. I, 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 it came up as the game to leave. I never thought it would leave Game Pass, to be honest. And then when it got listed uh, to leave, I mean, I, I figured it would at some point, but I just didn't think they would do that and and make it leave like two weeks before the new one was supposed to drop. Uh, when it got listed to leave, yeah, I immediately jumped on it and just was like, okay, I got this many chapters that I got to beat. I looked up how many chapters were in the game and I was like, I got this many chapters and I got to beat. So I got to beat like a chapter a day. I had like, and so yeah, it was a, it was a thing. So I don't want to do that again. So I want, I want to get through two. So I'm not, I'm not doing that in, in two years or something. Uh, the next one on the list for me is Far Cry 5. Um, it's a great franchise of games to play. Um, it's free on there because it's, I believe it's part of the um, Ubisoft kind of deal that we had. Um, it is great. It's very much open worldy, um, craft happy, mission orientated style gameplay, first person shooter. Um, you take it on people as well as wild animals. Um, I played a lot of the other ones all the way through, but didn't play this one all the way through just because it became very much same old, same old because of previous ones. But if you've never played a Fry Cat Far Cry before, it's good to pick this one up because it's free. Yeah, man. Um, last last one for me, Death's Door. Um, this is a game you 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 might have already played on numerous different places. It dropped, but it dropped on Game Pass in the beginning of this year, and I. Man, I I really got sucked in. I, it's just <clears throat> the play is so smooth, the combat's so smooth, uh, the story the story's good. Um, and so yeah, I just I just got sucked in and absolutely the music is great. Um, it all just it all just kind of comes together in a in a perfect little perfect little video game. 
Yep. And then the last one for me is Escape, Escape Academy. Um, if you like puzzles, um, like escape rooms and stuff like that, this is a really good first-person version of it. Um, it's great fun to play. Uh, it's not overly challenging. You've timed. There is times on the rooms, and if you beat it within the time, you get extra bonus points and rewards and stuff like that. So it's just a little fun one to play. Um, it's one that I keep diving into every now and then, but other stuff yeah. always pops up because that's what Game Pass is like. That's right. That's right. The only thing, this isn't on the top, this isn't on my top 10. I just want to mention this because we're not RPG fans. Uh, I mean, Sean and I might play one here and there, but it, it's not our, our main genre. And Chained Echoes, which just came out in December. If So, Tech Mike, if you're an RPG fan, uh, check out Chained Echoes because that has gotten rave reviews from podcasts that I listen to, uh, from also from Open Critic. It's in the 90s. Um, it's uh, it, it's kind of like an octopath st- art style type RPG and people seem to really be loving it. So if, if RPGs are your thing and you're like, well, there didn't mention any, check that out. And I had in Chronicles as well, if you like, um, uh, what was it? Life combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Action RPGs, RPGs as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Action RPGs. Yep. So those, those are our must tries for 2022 on game pass from Sean and I, um now we're gonna we're just gonna chat a little bit grading game pass in 2022 not xbox game pass it's important important difference here okay um yeah uh so sean if you had to give a letter grade to game pass what would you give it um can i split this depending on sure i mean what what do you want to do i don't care i don't care this is we're not so, these are there's no policies here. You just do what you want. So grading Game Pass on the amount of games that they brought that are their own is just an F minus. They they absolutely flunked twenty twenty two because they didn't bring enough. The the two games that they did bring were great. Were they? Pentiment? Yes, Dusk Falls was fantastic. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, yes. One of so the that, two games. That, that holds it. So, so, okay. okay. So one of the two games that they brought was fantastic, which, you know, like all the way up there for As Dusk Falls, which I'll come into how I grade it overall. Um, but Pentiment, pff, no. I can, <laughs> the, I mean, the NyQuil of video it. gaming, in my opinion. But if you loved it, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy for you. Have a great time. But, ooh, man, that was, ooh, that's all I got to say. That was difficult. But to grade it overall, like we were chatting before we started about all the different games that we played in 22 and should they make this list and shouldn't they? And there was a lot of games. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of games that came out in 22. There were a lot of great ones. Um, so overall for 2022, I'd give it like a B plus. It wasn't quite into the A category because we were missing yeah. we were missing some bigger games. Um, there's a couple that like uh, Starfield, which dropped out. In, like mm-hmm. got pushed to 2023 that should have come out in 2022 um and you know i think there was two others as well that kind of fell by the wayside one's one that even got mentioned and never actually came to fruition hasn't been mentioned again since as well so <laughs> yeah um yeah you're close to where i am i i do think the story of game pass in 2022 is that it helped it it not only stayed alive with no first-party titles or very few first-party titles released on it, um, but it stayed relevant 
which I find very interesting. Whoever went out, whoever's job it was in Xbox to pick up titles for Game Pass deserves a hella raise. I don't know if that's Phil. I don't know if that's somebody else. I'm not sure. But whoever's job that is did amazing because every week there was new games. They were they were high. They were you know big enough that they made people say, "Oh, did you see what's going on Game Pass? That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's great." You know, and I mean, sure, there was that undercurrent of like, "Well, it's not a first party title." Blah, 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 blah. You know, and sure, that's fine. You can do that all day long. We we will tell you it's an F my Xbox Studios gets an F minus for 2022. 100 percent. Wouldn't disagree. Wouldn't even try. Um, uh, but big red letters, see me. And... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, but try Game harder. Pass, staying relevant. Being being part of the conversation, even when there's only two first party titles, man, I'd give it a B. I'd give it a B. The only way you're ever gonna get an A for me is if they're releasing solid first party titles. That's because if that is and by the way, there were a good number of those of those big name titles that were day and date. Not as many as I'd like to see, but a good number of them were day and date. And so, you know, you might be sitting there saying, well, I played, I played that store. I did that. You know, I played that on the previous console or whatever, you know, I can play bug snacks now on, on switch. Okay. That, that's fine. But I played them for the price of game pass on, uh, on, uh, <laughs> for free with game pass, um, on game pass. And so I'd give it a B. I mean, they can stay relevant. I don't know if they could for multiple years in a row. I'm not sure if they could hold their own multiple years in a row, but they were able to stay above yeah. water and stay relevant for at least a year with no real first party titles. And I think that is pretty impressive. Yeah. 2023 holds to be a very important year for them now because they fumbled through 2022 with very good high end indie games like Tunic and nobody saves the world, bug snacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And dropping one decent Microsoft title as Des- uh, as Dust Falls, they did they did okay. They kind of tripped and and stumbled their way through and successfully managed to to do quite well with twenty twenty two. They need to hit the targets with twenty twenty three. There's no excuses that they can come out with because you can't blame COVID anymore. You can't blame the pandemic. You can't blame chip shortages and stuff like this it's kind of like this is it it's, you've got to bring your a game for next year because if you don't it's gonna look really bad you've got to get people turned off from from the ecosystem of game pass and potentially push people into the towards other consoles because playstation yes. plus is only ever going to like look more golden if you're not being able to drop the big games that, that you know you've been promising so. yeah you nailed it. That's exactly what I was going to say. So this year, they had six months without competition from PlayStation, right? The first six months of this year, no PlayStation Plus, Game Plus. Pass style, whatever it's called, um, game uh, service. But now that's not the case. And not only do they have it, but PlayStation has been ramping it up. So, yeah, if they don't hit their first party day and dates, then sure. I could see people start to say, well, you know, Sony's releasing at least three games, big games, big named games a year. Why don't I just go over there? Now, granted, you don't get those games day and date, but I don't know. So, yep, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yep, definitely. Um, Which brings me on to the question of, I've just looked at our sheet 
what is coming early 2023 to Game Pass? Because the only thing I've seen so far is Atomic Hat in February. Yeah, in February. So, so to be honest, the beginning part of Game Pass is a little um, is a little weak. The first two weeks, there's really nothing right now. Uh, but then, it, which is which, which for me is fine because, like, I've still got I've got games that have been bought for me, um, mm-hmm. like to to play yet. So, yeah. But then, starting in the mid of January, stuff starts to pick up. You get Persona Three Portable, Persona Four Golden. Those are January nineteenth, January twentieth. It's going to be Monster Hunter Rise Day. Uh, I'm kind of excited to to jump into that. I was bummed to hear it wasn't cross-platform because I really thought maybe we could get some of these Switch players to to kind of you know be be my guide and help me figure out how this monstering worked. Because I could see Monster Hunter Rise if I do like it. I could see it being a game that I just am like I'm going to hunt one monster. I might only do it like I don't know. Two or three times a month, you know, or something like that. But you just kind of play and have some fun every once in a while. But uh, I know that the menus can be daunting. And so I, I don't know if without a little help, if I'm going to actually get into it. So we'll see. And then January 31st, we have Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition uh, and Inkle Naughty. So that is all we have in January. To be honest, it's kind of a weak month but you know that can change in a heartbeat with one with one post in the beginning of the year from microsoft but right now that's where it stands yeah and i'm kind of got my fingers crossed and hoping that there is going to be that one post i'm kind of hoping that they're going to go hey look okay this is what we've been you know we haven't told you about this but as of random date mid-january time uh, you're going to be able to play this really big game. Here you go. This is like our. This is how we want to kickstart the year. Um, but I can't see it at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, I I am not certain if we if what we're going to get, but we we need it. Um, they need they need to come out in the beginning. Well, I you know, and this is kind of we've talked about this before, but in a first party style, they need to come out and chat about a roadmap of these games and when they're coming out for Starfield and Redfall and uh, and their games that they've promised. So, yeah, there's a lot of games in early 2023 um, games like Party Animals and Infinite Guitars and Lightyear Frontier and The Last Case of Benedict Fox, Valheim, Planet of Lana. Guilty Gear Strive. Some of these are bigger than others. Some of them not so much. But uh, but yeah, we need we need dates for some of these things, and we need to start. We need. Uh, I don't know if we need to. Yeah, we need to start filling out January. It's December 29th. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah, we need to start filling out January. <laughs> so definitely. Yeah. Um. And that. Uh, Sean, do you wanna do you wanna chat about Acquisition Watch? Because I I don't know much about it. Well, you've kind of, I think you've got to the point where most people have got with it now, where it's kind of like, oh, yay, this is all exciting and new, and we're going to get this, and this is going to be awesome. And now it's kind of just turned into a mudslinging match between two really big Mm -hmm. console developers. Um, This one, this time coming from Microsoft, fired towards Sony. Um, 
so there's there's been reports coming from I believe it is career uh, Xbox news that this has come out of. I think it's been part of the paperwork that has gone like that they've had to hand in to to kind of get the acquisition granted in that country. Um, but there's been fire from Microsoft saying that Final Fantasy 16 and Silent Hill 2 Remake will not come to Xbox consoles because they have gone to, Sony have gone to these third-party publishers and said that, like, we will have your game on our console, but you need to exclude the availability of this on Xbox. So basically, within the realm of what is exclusivity and what is exclusion, and to me... <laughs> Exclusivity means that you get access to the game early. So, like, um, you, you not like Gears of War and not like uh, God of War, Ragnarok, and stuff like that. But for me, exclusivity means that you know you get three months early or you get twelve months early. It's like, of it only being available for that console at that time, and then it then rolls out into other ones. Where exclusion to me is this game will come to our console but will never go to the other consoles. So, you know, it, it's entering a whole new branding of games. So it then changes things like God of War, Ragnarok, uh, Spider-Man, uh, The Last of Us. They're, t- to me, they're exclusion games now, not exclusive games. What the hell? Listen, okay, two things. One I want to start with. You are totally right. I am interested in the acquisition business side of things. Once the businesses start slinging, I'm a little like, oh, gosh, here we go. You know, like, I don't really want to go back to the 90s with Sega and Nintendo and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I do tend to, like, tune out the slinging. But this this uh, this doesn't make sense to me from Microsoft. To be honest, I feel like the last few podcasts I have been this way with Microsoft, where I'm like, I don't understand what's being done here. Like, yeah, it, it does seem like, yes, they do exclude their... We were talking about how Microsoft excludes games from their... Has a history of doing that from people they've... They, from developers they've taken over like Bethesda. And I was like, they do. And here's the same, like, I don't care. What's the difference between an exclusion and an exclude? I mean, I get the difference, but... To a gamer, what's the difference? Let me put it that way. To a gamer, what's the difference? If if Microsoft gets a game and they say, listen, we'll pay you a million bucks. I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out. A million bucks if we can have that game for a year. Or maybe five million and we always have that game. Whether, rather than if they say, we'll pay you five million if it can't be on Sony. Who can't, what's the difference? It, it's the same thing, is it not? It's just saying it a different way. One's getting it, yeah, one's to me, not. It- to me, exclusion sounds more negative. So when That's you true. say it's a PlayStation exclusive or an Xbox exclusive, it, it has a more, it has a less negative, I don't know, a less negative feel to it. So, you know, Spider-Man is exclusive, is a Sony exclusive. That's fine. Sony developed it. It's theirs. It's on their console. It's exclusive to them. So, you know, it's the bonus of buying a, a, a PlayStation. You get to play Spider-Man. But to then turn it into an exclusion, which you could flip Spider-Man being an exclusion game. Yeah, you could. It's an Xbox. It's an Xbox exclusion because it's never going to get there, and it has a negative <laughs> feel to it. So it's very, it's a very, very dirty way of saying of Sony saying, "Look, we want to make Silent Hill Two remake uh, 
exclusive to Sony only by excluding Xbox. And it's kind of like, it's a very dirty trick that they're playing. And if this is true, um, I'm not happy with this at all. I don't want to see this as a game. I don't want to see somebody exclude, especially going out to a third party. It's fine if it's in-house. If it's an in-house developer that you own, like Sony has like their own stuff, that's fine. Make it exclusive for your console, for your demographic, for your, you know, the people that own your console. That's fine. But don't be going out to other publishers and developers and saying, we want your game, but we don't want it to ever end up on this one because, you know, they're our competitors. This to me is if this is true, and it's going back to the FTC in the US, this is the kind of stuff that then really splits hairs and it's kind of, it's morally wrong as well as potentially legally wrong for me. I don't know anything about, I, I just don't see it. Okay, so here's where I would start to nitpick. And this really is just me creating my own line in the sand. Here's where I start to see an issue is if like, Sony goes out, okay, let's say, I don't know. Sony goes out to a game. I don't want to pick a game because that wouldn't make sense. Sony goes out to a game, a game company, and says, listen, we don't want your game. Like, like we don't care if you bring it or don't bring it to us. We're not going to pay you any money to bring it. But what we will do is pay you money to not bring it to Xbox. That's a little, but if they're just paying money... It's like six of one, half of another, however you want to say it. Wouldn't it be funny if the showcase in January was like... 11, 11, 23. Because I don't think, I, I think that's when I literally think that Starfield's coming out. 11, 11, 23. Starfield coming out. Exclu- How would you say that? Excluding Sony and Nintendo. <laughs> you know, like, you just, you just flip. Instead of being like, exclusively to Microsoft, you say, excluding, coming out everywhere, excluding Sony and Nintendo. That's, I guess, how you say it. Like, whatever. You say it's the same that's, thing. And that's what I mean by having a negative feel to it. That That's, like, such a negative thing. <laughs> I guess. I guess it is. Yeah, sure. I mean, it does, yeah, from a PR standpoint, it doesn't make sense. You wouldn't say that. It sounds better to be like, look what we have, instead of being like, look what we don't, look what we aren't letting other people have. Because you're right, that's what you're saying. You're like, look what other people can't have because of us. So you're right. From a PR standpoint, it doesn't make sense either way. But from a from what what a gamer gets to do, it's the same thing. It's on one platform and it's not on the others. Um, for some reason, it does bug me if Sony would just be out tossing money around, being like, we don't care if you bring this to Sony or not, but you're not bringing it to Xbox. That that doesn't seem fair. But if you're just saying, listen, we want this to exclusively be on our platform because we really like what it is and we don't want it to be other places because we think it'll sell our consoles, then that's pretty much that's pretty much what companies have been, video game publishers have been doing, these console people have been doing from the beginning. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a thing. Maybe it's the Christmas season, Sean, that made me like, not want to deal with this stupid, the, the Christmas season combined with, it felt like the mud got thicker and stickier that they started to sling around. And it was like, oh gosh, yeah, it's not fun anymore. Now it's just nasty. And it's definitely, definitely the nitty gritty side of the political standoff that we're now having that I don't like. It's, it's not great as well. I'm, because you don't know what to believe. You, he's kind of, you're trying to read be, between the lines mm-hmm. and there isn't a great understanding. Like we've just literally spent the last 10 minutes saying, what is the difference? Why are people saying this? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting, uh, an interesting thing. Um, That is our acquisition watch 
for the last acquisition watch of 2022. Uh, how many more acquisition <laughs> yeah. watches will we have? That's what I wonder. How many? Hopefully, not many. I, more. I, I only, I only really wanted to talk about this one because it's the first time we've seen anything from Microsoft fired at Sony. Usually, it's Sony trying to fire stuff at Microsoft to make them look bad. This is the first time they've retaliated really with 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 any heavy fire anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. I agree. Uh, or you're totally right. I agree that you're right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, there's nothing new this week. There's not going to be anything new unless Microsoft changes it for the next three weeks. So get used to nothing new on Game Pass. That's going to be our be our new thing. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be wrong. Hopefully in the beginning of next week or sometime next week, they'll be like, hey, they'll give you one of those fun little graphics. and There'll be a bunch of games on there and we'll all rejoice and clap and Life will be amazing. Especially when we've got like 10 games leaving. <laughs> I know, yes. <laughs> in the end of December, there is room. They're making room. Yep, if like, they get rid of 10 games and bring four decent ones, I'm happy with that. And they're That's not just game. getting rid of like, you know, <clears throat> Bob's ice cream sim, you know? I mean, they're getting rid of games like Scarlet Nexus, uh, The Pedestrian, Tr- Tropico 6, Outer Wilds. I mean, they're getting rid of a lot of good games here. Um, so, yep. yeah. And Ember. Which, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a couch co-op fun game to play. <laughs> try it. Honestly, it's, I think, because I, I know Noah likes, like, the, um, what's the, uh, yeah, the, the moving visit. out. Oh, move, oh, move. Yeah. oh, is it kind of like that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he does. You're right. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on upstairs, but uh, it's getting a little crazy up there. Um, yeah, so there's, and all these games will be gone by the time... No, no, they'll be gone when you hear this. If you listen yep, on Saturday, you will have Saturday left. If you listen when you wake up in the morning, you'll have one day to buy the game and get a discount um, or play it to completion, which actually on some of these games like Gora, Gora Goa, you can do apparently. It's only like a two or three hour game. So there you go. Pedestrian as well. You could probably get pedestrian done in a day. Yeah, yeah there you go. New, Year, New Year's Eve this, baby. You can get like four of these done. If, you, if it's Saturday morning... Man, hop on, hop on Game Pass, download like two or three of these, boom, you'll be good. Um, I don't know. What do we got for games with gold, Sean? So we got some announcement of two new games with gold coming. Uh, we got Iris Fall and Autonauts. Uh, Iris Fall is running from the 1st of January to the 31st. And the blurb for this is Enter the Dreamlight, stunningly designed world of puzzles and adventure. Players young Iris who follows a mysterious black cat in a labyrinth world of light and dark. The deeper Iris delves, the more she will realize that everything holds some kind of connection to her. Clever mechanics and challenging puzzles combined with a unique monochrome look and spectacular soundtrack all help lead to a wonderful adventure. I'm keen to try this. Just from that description. Puzzles, uh, monochrome look, spectacular soundtrack, three things that I quite enjoy in the game. And a cat. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I am totally taken by auto knots at the moment. Can I? T- can I t- well, this is where I was going to go with next because I think this is all yeah, for you because it's very sandboxy. Um, yeah, go so auto knots runs from January 16th to February 15th, and the blurb for this is: the world is yours for the building. Find uninhabited uninhabited planets and transform them. Starting with the absolute basics of harvesting sticks and stones, you'll begin your foundation. Eventually, you can move up to the building worker bots, who in turn can help you build more after you home their artificial intelligence, teach them 
to fish, harvest, cook, tailor, and more. Before you know it, you can create folk who will need your assistance to survive. This is an adorable design sim game that is open-ended and provides tons of fun challenges for you to master. Set the world in motion through automotion. Yeah, this looks really cool, man. I mean, I'm just looking at the. I'm looking at some screenshots here. Uh, it's only a couple years old, too. Uh, about to be a few years old, I suppose. Yeah, they, these are all into the Xbox One and One X kind of era. Yeah, you know, you know what it kind of looks like. Um, a game that uh, I have been, I have been researching and would like to play. Uh, Factorio has that same kind of automation. You got to kind of make one thing, make another and sh- and then get it to another area and do something to it and blah blah. blah. I haven't played it yet, but I I've, I've like looked into it cuz it looks like something I might like. Um uh, how, how is it December 29th in Michigan and there's a freaking bug? In- <laughs> there's, there's like a gnat thing flying around me. Anyway, sorry. I don't understand how that's even possible. Uh God bless that sir. That's a survival game right there. Um Anyways, um, it reminds me kind of like what I've been seeing in that game, and so yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna claim this thing. It's cool. Yep. So there, that's there. There are all the new ones. Blade of Fury is still there. That disappears 15th of January, probably as we get Hornets and Colt Canyon disappears 31st of December, um, and then Iris Falls starts January 1st. So kind of there, the overlaps. Nice. All right. Are we ready to talk about the Xbox Spotlight? We are, yes. Xbox Spotlight is where Sean and I talk about the games we have been playing this week. Uh, Do you want to go first? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I can go first because I have played zero Xbox games. Um. I've been playing a lot of Mario Rabbids because obviously I can take the console with me to work. Um, very much enjoying that game. I, the mechanics that they've added to that, um, absolutely fantastic. Um, I've, I'm at the point now where I've got one more thing to do in the first world and I've got maybe five or six things to do in the second world and I'm making a purpose-built point to try and 100% everything before I move on because... It's just what I. It's the way I play those games. I did it. I didn't do it with the first one, um, and I kind of like rushed through the story and then went back and started to hundred percent everything, which I think was a long way around of doing it. So this time I'm going to take. I'm taking my time, taking very long bites of the cherry with this, um, and playing it to fruition that way. You're going to get me back into this, Sean. That's what I've realized because I was thinking you were going to say you were way past where I was because I had it. I have what I believe is. Close to 100% of the first world. Close to... I, I got a few things left to do in the second world before I have 100%ed it. You are going to get me back into this because I'm going to want to keep up with you so that we can chat about it. Yep. So I will... Yep. I have ditched playing I, with the kids. The, and um, Yep, that's what I'm going to do. The, the, only, the only thing I've got left to do in the first world is fight that giant Goomba, which I started doing this evening before I went and picked Jay up from work. Um, and it's hard, so... I'm having to. I, I thought, oh, I'll be able to breeze through this, and no, that that giant goomba is, is freaking huge, mm-hmm. and yeah. takes a lot of beating. So I'm gonna have to take a long, good think about that. Have a look at the sparks, and have a look at the abilities of the characters again, and try and figure out what the best course of action is. But this is coming from a guy that doesn't really like to play turn-based RPGs. I can never put this game down. So mm-hmm. I can sit literally sat at 
somewhere where um, I shouldn't have sat for three hours and played this <laughs> every day. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm right there with you. I don't normally play these turn-based things either, but yeah, I, I will pick this back up so that we can chat about it for sure. Yeah, and then the only other game I've been playing is Marvel Snap. Um, back and forth with Max Power and a couple of other guys in the Discord about our current stacks and his cards and how different combos work. Um, I'm finally getting my head around how some of the you can create some very very interesting combinations with different car types. Um, but I finished. I've got to level fifty this month's battle pass. Um, so I've kind of got all the different variants of cards that you can get, all the additional boosters that come with it. Um, there's just like maybe a couple more days worth of challenges left to do before the the next one starts. Well, it's something that I, I play it every day for maybe an hour or two over awesome. the day. Um, yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. So, But that's it. That's all I've been playing. I've kind of watched Logan play Yoshi's Crafted World, which I've already completed before, but it's nice to watch him play because he got that for Christmas. And Emily's knee-deep in Splatfest. On the, mm. uh, she got Splatoon 3 for Christmas, so it's nice to watch her play that because I can now actually relate to what the Nintendo does talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids love playing Splatoon three, uh, Ariel, and that's kind of their game. They wake up in the morning and they play that together, so that's kind of fun. Um, we, uh, I have uh, started a game that you is older, but you have talked about quite a bit. Uh, Human Fall Flat. I've been playing that with a friend of mine, so and we've been having a real good time with it. Uh, really enjoying it. So, we've been playing through that. Um, I have started Pokemon Scarlet with my son. Uh, we bought that for him. Scarlet. For Scarlet. Uh, not Scarlato, which is the one that Amazon <laughs> sent me, the Italian version. Thanks a lot, Amazon. Really appreciate that. Had to send that back in a hot second. Uh, and go and get, get the right one from Walmart. Um, and so, we, I've enjoyed it. I mean, you know, it... I think they've patched a lot of the a lot of the bugs that people were showing in the beginning and how it was, you know, really janky. It's not the prettiest game in the world, but we're not coming across anything like what I was seeing on Twitter when it first released. So that's cool. Um, I will say it's got especially when you're playing with a kid who is just starting to learn to read. And so you're kind of you're letting him read and you read and you're trying to get through it. Uh, It has a very long tutorial uh we're just like it's just keeps going and going and it was like and so we we finally (laughs) got to the point to where they have a let us free and we get to do our adventure and uh i'm really having a great time now but man that first it took i don't know how long it took it felt like it took like two hours maybe it was less than that but it was just like so much reading and reading to get to the school that you had to get to and the thing you had to do. And it was just like, oh my gosh. Um, I, Sean, I'm the same way with you. You're not going to hear me mention an Xbox game. Um, the Xbox game I want to get to and finish is High on Life, but uh, I probably will do that next week. The wife, this week and next, last week, the wife was home from work. The kids are home, so not going to play High on Life. The wifey doesn't want to listen to that kind of stuff and uh not gonna play in front of the kids and so yeah i just haven't gotten to uh any any xbox games except for human fall flat i played that i played that on game pass actually so um yeah so uh really i i think that's been most of my most of my week as well i haven't 
haven't yeah, played it's, a it's ton been the, of games. It's been the holidays, which mm-hmm. whenever the kids are home, it's difficult to play Xbox on me anyway, because it means like having to take over the TV or trying to get them to do something else. Um, you know, so they're not kind of jumping all over me kind of thing as well. So it's quite handy. They've got new Switch games, but then all as well, Lindsay's been home. And we've kind of had, we've either had friends around, we've had family around. So it's kind of, the Xbox kind of took a bit of a backseat. So yeah. I am excited though, because we did, we did get Jay a Modern Warfare 2, the Ooh. physical copy. Mm. So I can now go and actually play the campaign for that. And oh, a fun. couple of other bits and pieces that I couldn't play just from owns it, owning the free version. So, Got it. Well, all right. So that's our Xbox Spotlight. Now let's go back to where Nick F up in the very beginning. And let's talk about the events. And it's funny because I'm actually really excited about these. And I just, for some reason, can never remember. I get excited about getting to top stories, too. So tell us about events, Sean. <laughs> So, obviously, the current event that everybody's really hyped on at the moment is the Achievement Hunters. Um, that's still ongoing. You've only got a couple of days left before we kind of count up all the entries and, and work everything out. But as the current standings are, is Evil Zion is up in first place with 17,743 game score. I'm sorry, 17,000? 17,743. Yes, 17,000. Sheet. Wow. Congratulations, buddy. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Yep. Hammer and Johnny, uh, oh, sorry, no, Bim Tartan, or Tim Barton, um, is in second place with 8,195. So he nearly bre- he's nearly broken the 10K mark, which is quite cool. Um, followed by Hammer and Johnny in third place, who's overtaken the Mr. Jean Blanc, oh, who, you know, they seem to have been battling it out. Uh, so Hamburg joins there with 6,655, followed by Jean Blanco at 6,640, and our very own Mr. Ninja Lunchbox, uh, 5,620, and then the Google King following in behind that with 3,455. So you're doing well, guys. You you are absolutely killing it on playing games to, to earn games, Carl. So. Okay, so between the two of us, who's first? I got to know. Who's, who's first between the two uh, of us? You are, I believe, by... Oh, yeah. Let me double check this one again. I really didn't um, know, by the way. I didn't set you up for this. I had no idea. Sorry. No, I think by quite a bit as well. I think I've got 1,400 and you've got nearly 1,800. So, okay. so I mean, 400. Good points, margin. So, yeah, a, a little bit, not tons. But okay. Hmm. Yeah. You know how I got some of those? I was racking them up in uh, Human Fall Flat. Like we were playing, we played for like an hour and a half, and I, I, I probably got 100 at least. I should go back and look. But yeah, they just they, I kept popping off for uh for achievements in that game and we didn't even i don't even feel like we made it too far so anyways no but. i'm i'm kind of hoping wednesday next week um the kids go to school um i'm saying they go to school i think i'm working which kind of sucks i didn't realize that but <laughs> they go back to school wednesday next week and uh, I'm the wrong one. So I'm kind of hoping to get into Sonic though then because I know if I start out with Logan in front of me, he'll just want to grab it. But yeah, I'm at work that morning. So yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't get into yeah. Sonic then either. Ah, well, good so, job, guys. I mean, Evil Zion, all you, I mean, man, those are some, those are some crazy scores. So I can't wait to give away three months of Game Pass and Evil Zion, you will, you will be 
sure looks like, unless somebody plays an amazing amount of games in the next two days, uh, be our grand hunter. So, but we'll see. Well, it all goes down to luck because it's only an amount of entries and a big spinning wheel. So he's got a he's got more chances to win. So the probability of winning is higher because he's got more entries. But no, no, no. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, anybody could win the three months. No, I'm saying it looks like Evil Zion will be our grand hunter, meaning our our top spot. Our ah uh, yeah yeah. I mean, I mean, unless unless Bim Tarden's going to play ten thousand achievement points worth of games in the next two days. But you know, anything's possible. You make it happen, and man. So yeah, um, the next thing I want to mention, I'll do. I'll flip these around because this one can be covered quite quickly. Um, you might have seen it in Discord, you might have seen it on our Twitter, and you might have seen it on our Facebook. I'm partaking in a little bit of a charity event in February, starting February first all the way till the 28th of February. Um, I'm going to be streaming a game, trying to stream a game at least one three or four times a week. Um, I've got to try and cover a minimum of 24 hours within the month. Um, I'm going to try and see if we can set up a spot where Nick can join me. Um, all in aid of raising money for the Great Almond Street Hospital in the UK. Um, I've already hit my first target, which was £100. I've exceeded that by about £12 last time I checked. So thank you very much to everyone, including my very, very lovely co-host here, Mr. Nick Tendo, for the donations. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, send us an email to uh, at uh, what is it Game Pass Newscast at gmail.com. Um, I can email you back with a link to send it to, or we can sort something out via PayPal where I'll donate. And if you, if the link doesn't work for you, but yeah, uh, I'm doing that. Um, I'm hoping to try and get. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to set myself some challenges. I'm going to try and maybe try and beat a game in one stream and do stuff like that. And, Set little challenges for myself. Um, we try should and keep it exciting for people that do watch. We won't do it now, but but an idea. We should set an amount, and if we do it, we will promise to play and beat and finish. It takes two. It takes two on stream. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's a set it, set an amount. Be like, you hit this amount. We will play. It takes two, and we'll beat it in, on stream. So, yeah. So that's one. That's the other thing. Uh, sorry, that's one of the things that we've got events-wise. And then the last one, um, because we kind of didn't do predictions for 2022, um, we so we didn't have any predictions to talk about. Like some people do the predictions for Nintendo over the over the year. We've decided. Well, no, Nick suggested this. So I can't I can't take any credit for this brilliant idea. Um, that we're going to start a fantasy cricket cr- cricket critic between just myself and Nick. I don't know how to play cricket, um, but I'm going to try hard. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna, we've started a fantasy critic league um, for predictions. So Nick set this up. We're gonna. We've both made a publisher. I think I've already named mine, um, which is Biscuit Lord. Hence the name in the corner. Um, <laughs> I totally Nick's got his is Nintendo. <laughs> and what we're gonna do is we're gonna pitch. Is it twelve games against each other? Mm-hmm. And they have to be Xbox swap games. Outs. Yeah, they have to be the, not Game Pass, just stuff that's coming to Xbox, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I don't, they don't have to be Xbox Studio games because Lord knows if we can, if we can get no twelve games from Xbox Studios. But they have to be games that release onto or are at least uh, planned to release onto Xbox. That's the that's what uh, that's what they have. That we're kind of setting that as our own stipulation since we are an Xbox podcast. Yep. 
And so we're going to see who wins out of that. That's going to be kind of like our way of making predictions for the year. Um, it's easier than trying to make a sheet with a big long list of it and give ourselves points. We'll mm-hmm. just let the fantasy creating website do that because it's mm-hmm. uh, it's quite intelligent like that. So we've got that going on as well as the one with the rest of the guys from the, the community uh, via Mr. Hambo and Johnny. So I've got to get my head round. First time I've ever done kind of a fantasy league type thing, and I've now got to try and do it twice. So. That's right. Well, you can. This is like you you get a chance to do it with here, and then uh, because I think ours will be. Uh, well, I don't know when ours is going to be, but ours is going to be next week. Whatever day we podcast is going to be next week, and uh, and then theirs is uh, Nintendo Dads with Hambo, and it's going to be on Friday. So so you get a chance to do it ahead of schedule. Uh, which Friday is that? That's. That's, sixth, this, that's this coming Friday. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I might have to like literally dive in at work because I'm at work Friday, Saturday, Sunday so in the night. You can you can set up your li- your wish list of games in order. So the only problem is the wish list, especially with that many people, can go really quick. I I, I had a wish list of like twenty games and like like two rounds of the draft in they were they were all blowing away everybody had taken them all i was like oh shit i don't know what i'm gonna choose now so so that's the only problem with that okay so that might be something that i'm doing at work then i'll try and figure that (laughs) so yeah that they're just our events that we've got going on the moment. i'm really excited for well to see the results of his first achievement hunt and this way around that we're doing it rather than fixing it to one game um i'm really excited to do the the charity event in February, and I'm interested to see how the fantasy crate goes. So, yeah. all right, send us out, sir. So, if you want to keep up with us and how each of us are doing in the fantasy cricket critic going into next year, you can do that by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Everything's at Game Pass News. If you've got any questions, want some information about how you can donate for the Great Ormond Street Charity event that I'm doing in February, email us at gamepassnewscast at gmail.com um, if you like listening to us you want to make some points some, or anything like that or just want to say nice things about us go ahead and review us via your podcasting app if you want to jump in on the discord subscribe to our twitch channel for access to that uh, and then hit us up and we will sort your access out with a group to make it off if you want any sweet merchandise with our logos our faces on you can do that by heading over to redbubble.com and find our store over there just look for game pass news Thank you very much for Ninja Lunchbox, uh, Hambo and Johnny, and TK or Free for being in the live chat. And until next year, guys, we shall see you later. See you later. Listening to the Game Pass News.